48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, rejects criticism that Hong Kong had a passive role in the planning of the Greater Bay Area. The government defends its plan to change rendition laws to make it easier to hand over fugitives to other jurisdictions and HSBC posts worse than expected results. Chief Executive Carrie Lam has rejected criticism that Hong Kong had a passive role in the planning of the blueprint for the Greater Bay Area, which Beijing unveiled yesterday. It sets out the framework to develop southern China into a global IT hub. Francis Sitt reports. Before attending the weekly Executive Council meeting, the CE said the blueprint released by Beijing was a high-level, wide-ranging and comprehensive plan for Hong Kong, Macau and nine other Chinese cities, and everyone should study it so they could grasp the opportunities presented. She rejected criticism that Hong Kong had a passive role in forming the plan, saying the SAR government actively participated in the process, and the blueprint included many of its ideas. She said the government also took opinions from different sectors in Hong Kong, pointing out that she herself attended at least 10 forums on the Bay Area over the past 18 months. Mrs. Lam said once specific policy materialized, it would be easier for people to notice the benefits the blueprint would bring to the Greater Bay Area. Duncan Innes-Kerr, the Asia Regional Director of the Economist Intelligence Unit, says the Greater Bay Area blueprint could provide a framework for Hong Kong to transition from one country, two systems to become part of the mainland. You at the moment under one country, two systems have really quite dramatic differences in terms of the legal systems, in terms of the freedom of movement of people and so on. Hong Kong authorities really are looking to see sort of as the sort of the end of that period approaches in, in the late 2040s, how are they going to transform the territory to adapt to that situation? I think the Great Bay Area is certainly uh, one of the sort of the frameworks under which that transition is likely to happen. Hong Kong's only member of the National People's Congress Standing Committee, Tam Yu Chung, says the fact that the city has become chosen to host a Greater Bay Area Symposium on Thursday reflects its important role in the plan. Speaking on a radio programme, he said Hong Kong still needed to work hard in areas such as innovation and technology. He said universities here had many IT experts, but there was still a lack of resources. Chief Executive has defended the government's plan to change rendition laws to make it easier to hand over fugitives to other jurisdictions, dismissing some of the worries over the proposal as wild imagination. Mrs Lam said the changes were aimed at helping the family of a Hong Kong girl who was allegedly killed by her boyfriend in Taipei last year. Wendy Wong has more. Carrie Lam said the proposal was aimed at plugging a loophole in current laws that came to light when a Hong Kong teenager returned from Taiwan after allegedly killing his pregnant girlfriend. As Taiwan has no extradition agreement with Hong Kong, SAR authorities haven't handed the alleged killer to Taiwan. Mrs Lam said she couldn't ignore the girl's parents who've written to her five times asking for help. She said any changes to the law should be done within a time limit if the government wanted to help the family. Anyone who's read the letters would want to help them. So if we continue to be petty-minded and consult the public slowly, I'm afraid we can't tackle the special case. Under the proposal, Hong Kong would adopt a one-off, case-by-case approach to the handing over of fugitives to places where Hong Kong has no extradition deal, such as the mainland and Taiwan. Critics have expressed concern that the proposed legal changes may be abused, for example with political dissidents in Hong Kong being surrendered to the mainland. But Mrs Lam said people should not be overworried, as lawmakers would scrutinise the proposed changes before they're implemented. 
But Bar Association Chairman Philip Dyke says there is no loophole in Hong Kong's legislation on the surrender of wanted criminals to other jurisdictions, contradicting the government's claim that a Taiwan murder case last year highlighted a pressing need for the law to be changed. Speaking in his personal capacity in an interview with RTHK, Mr Dyke said only political considerations have prevented the SAR from doing an extradition deal with Taipei. Don't be distracted by the Taiwan these murder, murder thing, as I say. It's not a loophole, as has uh, been said, because there are political reasons why there are no agreements with Taiwan. If you are putting a, a premium on having returnability for punitives and put that above political considerations, well, you've had an agreement with, with Taiwan before now. Mr Dykes also said he's concerned that any Hong Kong people sent to the mainland under proposed new legislation would not receive a fair trial, as they wouldn't enjoy the same legal protections afforded to them in the SAR. HSBC has posted worse than expected results. Profits before tax came in at 19.9 billion US dollars, a rise of 15.9%. Analysts had been predicting a rise of between 17 and 29%. But the bank avoided tax write-downs that had marred its results a year earlier, while earnings in its key market of Asia grew. The bank said it would pay a full-year dividend of 51 cents per share. That was in line with analysts' expectations, as some had been predicting a rise of 60 cents. The Hong Kong Monetary Authority says it is studying ways of streamlining the way financial products can be bought around the Greater Bay Area. The authority's chief executive, Norman Chan, said there had been progress in making it easier for people to use their e-wallets when they travel to cities in the area. And he also said they wanted to make it simpler for Hong Kongers to set up mainland bank accounts. There aren't many hurdles, but there are different processes in different cities in terms of the requirement, documentation. So the first objective is try to standardize the requirements so that uh, Hong Kong residents in any part of the uh, Greater Bay Area would meet with the same standards requirements. And secondly, to simplify the process. And thirdly, more preferably, to have uh, remote onboarding. That means you maybe uh, to minimize the, the needs for personal appearance and physical visits to those branches before one can open a, a basic bank account and secondly an, or even an investment uh, bank account. Conservationist says a government document on how to enhance Hong Kong's country parks is superficial and flimsy. Government is seeking public views on having activities such as canopy walks, zip lines, and glamping or glamorous camping in country parks in Sai Kung, Lantau, and Tai Lam. Martin Williams, co-founder of Save Our Country Parks Alliance, says it isn't ambitious enough and ignores rural villages and enclaves. These are the obvious places to do things like, you know, eco lodges and maybe glamping and, and various activities and involving the villagers. And for some reason, that's not in the report. There's so much that's not in. There's a massive list of people, I'm among them at the end, who've been uh, consulted, and yet they've come out with a very, very flimsy document. This probably cost taxpayers millions of dollars. It'd be interesting if people could say, did Hong Kong get its money's worth? The Lord Mayor of London, Peter Eslin, has played down fears that the uncertainties brought about by Brexit will have an adverse impact on the business environment in the British capital. Speaking to journalists in Hong Kong during his two-day trip, Mr Eslin described the ongoing Brexit standoff as a short-term political frustration. He stressed the UK economy is alive and kicking. The UK uh, is a full economy. Um, you know, we've had growth in employment in the city. 
uh, we've seen continued uh, increase in venture capital uh, and, and foreign direct investment uh, into the UK. And that all is part of a sign of uh, continued strength in trading relationships. The strength of the UK going forward will be in maintaining and growing those trading relationships. Uh, and to my mind, that's going to transcend the short-term impact that obviously Brexit is, uh, is creating. The Lord Mayor of London is a mainly ceremonial post linked to, the London, linked to London's financial district, the city. The Lord Mayor also said the businesses in London are eager to participate in both the Greater Bay Area and Belt and Road initiatives, for example, by providing financing. Mr Essling was asked about the risk attached to some of these projects. In terms of Belt and Road, I mean, the, my understanding is there are several hundred projects uh, that have been identified. From a financing standpoint, uh, financiers uh, look to what they call bankable projects, uh, projects that are investable. So, I mean, I think one would differentiate projects from those that are ideas um, and those that have got real commercial value, um, they're, they're environmentally sustainable, they're thought through. Uh, and that's really where, from a financing standpoint, in those early stages, you know, the due diligence will take place. The Ombudsman has called on the government to provide better support for non-Chinese-speaking or NCS students. This includes reviewing the additional funding mechanism for admissions. At present, public sector and direct subsidy scheme schools that admit 10 or more NCS students are, are granted $800,000 to $1.5 million in extra funding per year. Schools admitting 9 or below can only apply for $50,000. The Ombudsman says the government should consider increasing the subsidies for schools that admit fewer than 10 non-Chinese-speaking students. The Ombudsman also called on the government to increase the number of trained teachers to support non-Chinese-speaking students. And the Ombudsman says the government should be more transparent about the decision-making process for felling trees. This comes after it was criticised for felling two banyan trees on Bonham Road last year. The Ombudsman said the authorities should have told district councillors about the exact date for their removal. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says suggestions that immigrants coming from the mainland are to be blamed for overcrowding at public hospitals are unfounded. She says public hospital users are mostly older people and these one-way permit holders are generally young, with the median age being younger than that of local-born Hong Kongers. She says one-way permit holders come here for family reunions and it would be intolerant for people to isolate how much medical or social resources they are using. Scientists say the genome of a, the great white shark may provide information that could prove useful in to fight cancer and age-related diseases and improve wound healing treatments in humans. One of the researchers said the way the great white has evolved to keep its genome stable and resist disease could lead to new life-preserving human treatments. Sharks are known for their impressive ability to recover from injuries. The American sailor photographed kissing a stranger in New York's Times Square to celebrate the end of the Second World War has died. George Mendonso was 95. This is BBC's Peter Bowes. There was a mood of euphoria in the United States on August the 14th, 1945. It had been announced that Japan had surrendered unconditionally to the Western Allies, including the US and Britain, and people around the world were celebrating. The picture was taken by the celebrated photographer Alfred Eisenstadt and later published in Life magazine. For more than three decades, many people claimed to be the ones in the photo, but George and Greta were eventually confirmed to be the couple. 
Ms Friedman died three years ago at the age of 92. George Mendonca will be remembered for a timeless kiss that captured a momentous day in world history. Short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 28,312. That's 35 points down. Currencies, the US dollar is trading at 110.49 yen and the euro at 1 US dollar and 12 cents. Sport now, here's Adam Chern. Hong Kong's women's cricket team are looking to get their World Cup qualifying campaign back on track with a game against China in the next hour. It's their second game in a seven-team round-robin tournament taking place in Bangkok, with the top finisher moving on to the global qualifier for the next T20 World Cup. Hong Kong lost their opening game against the United Arab Emirates yesterday by 21 runs. On to football now. The holders, Chelsea, have been knocked out of the English FA Cup. They lost 2-0 to Manchester United at Stamford Bridge. Both United goals coming from Paul Pogba and Ender Herrera came in the first half. Maurizio Sarri's future as Chelsea manager is in serious doubt. The Italian has previously criticized his players after poor performances, but not after this game. We were unlucky. We played, uh, in my opinion, a very good first half. And the result was uh, 2-0 at the end of the first half. I am happy because uh, sometimes uh, in the same situation we stopped to play. In this match uh, we didn't stop uh, to play. But in the second half uh, we played uh, confusing uh, football. We were nervous, I think. As for Manchester United, they now have an FA Cup quarterfinal trip to Wolves. The other quarterfinals are Swansea against Manchester City, Watford versus Crystal Palace, and Millwall against Brighton. Tonight, the knockout phase of the Champions League resumes with Lyon hosting Barcelona and Bayern Munich away to Liverpool. Jurgen Klopp is facing a defensive crisis ahead of the first leg of their last 16 tie against the German champions. Virgil van Dijk is suspended. Joe Gomez is injured, while Dejan Lovren is facing a late fitness test. Klopp is likely to select midfielder Fabinho alongside Joel Matip in the back. It's not an easy job, huh? but um, because we thought we, it makes sense that we don't let our last row alone defending against Bayern, um, it depends all about how we defend in general. So that's it. And um, there will be a lot of moments where we have to defend. And uh, we worked on that, obviously. We tried to, to work on that because we respect the quality of Bayern Munich a lot. Yarmir Yager is back on the ice playing at age 47. The 13-time NHL All-Star has recovered from injuries to make his season debut for the Klatno Knights, the hometown club he owns in the Czech Republic. Yager didn't score, but his team won 2-0 over Haveroff. Yager was playing on the top line alongside former Montreal center Thomas Pekenitz. Yager was released by Calgary in January last year, ending his NHL career as its second all-time point scorer. And that's your look at sports. And that's the news from RTHK.
Should burn. 